Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, today we're looking at uh, a, a bit of a, a quandary, a, a mystery, if you will, uh, what the uh, what the Guardians are going to do over at first base uh, with that that sort of backup position uh, behind Josh Naylor. We know Josh Naylor is going to be the starter. We know he's going to get uh, some time at designated hitter. Uh, what we don't know is who else is going to play first base uh, behind Naylor and, uh, you know, sort of back him up, you know, rotate in some at the, at the designated hitter spot uh, and, and sort of fill out that role. Uh, there are a couple of candidates and right now the, the two that we're looking at the most and we're, we're kind of excited to see uh, maybe in spring training uh, are Davison De Los Santos and Kyle Manzardo. Uh what do you think right now uh, the ideal situation for both of those guys would be heading into spring training uh, in terms of, you know, where the guardians want them to play and, and how much? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a, an interesting question because, um, you know, is Manzardo ready to, uh, you know, play first base and, and DH in the big leagues? Is he ready to, uh, uh Make that move, uh, and are the and the and will the Guardians give him that chance right out of spring training? Oh, and uh, De Los Santos, uh, <clears throat> we really haven't seen much, haven't seen him at all. So, is he? Uh, <clears throat> first of all, he's, they've got to keep him, <laughs> and do they keep? Is is does he stay on the team, or or do they have to send him back to Arizona? But you know, it's it's going to be a juggling act, right? Uh, obviously, D- Davison De Los Santos, a, a Rule Five draft selection, and for those not familiar with uh, the particulars of a, a Rule Five draft pick, uh, this is a, a young guy from the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks uh, minor league system who was left exposed by the Diamondbacks, and the Guardians took him. Uh, he he comes with sort of that that power uh, right handed bat calling card. Uh, prodigious power is, is everything that we're seeing uh, from the scouting reports from uh, the uh, the ranking services that that sort of take a look at that kind of thing. Uh, but a lot of swing and miss, a, a lot of uh, impatience and, uh, you know, a, a, not necessarily a good grasp of the strike zone. It sounds a lot like 
uh, a guy that the Guardians uh, already let go in, in Oscar Gonzalez. You know, the light just never went on for Oscar Gonzalez. I guess what makes them think that, uh, you know, if Davison De Los Santos gets with uh, some of these coaches here in Cleveland, that maybe uh, they can make him into, uh, you know, maybe a, a little bit more of a contact guy, put the ball in play a little more, strike out a little less, and still keep that threat of, you know, uh, the potential of, you know, 20 to 30 home runs in a season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they we've seen him keep, uh, uh, you know, uh, Trevor Steffen, who was a Rule 5 guy. They found a, a way to keep him in the bullpen and keep him on the roster all season. Uh, but I think it's it's probably a little tougher to do with with a position player, Joe. You've got to you've got to find regu- regular time, regular bats for him, and uh, you know you might be, you know, you really kind of dirt doing a kid uh, a young player like uh, De Los Santos a disservice if if he's a bench guy. And and right now, probably the only way he's going to make the club is and stick is 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 as a bench guy, I would think. Yeah, that's really the only spot for him. He did play a little third base, but we know that uh, third base is already occupied for the Guardians. As long as Jose Ramirez is uh, is healthy and has breath in his body, he's going to be out there pretty much every day. Uh, it, it's the um, it's the ability to go uh, to the other side of the diamond and, and play a little bit of first base. Uh, but but really, it's that power. It's that what the Guardians were lacking all season was that threat somewhere. Uh, middle and down in the lineup to to take the ball out of the yard, uh, and and De Los Santos has that. Uh, in, as far as his history goes with the Diamondbacks organization, you know he started off his first two seasons in the minors. Uh, he was excellent. Uh, you know his his uh, his OPS was uh, you know way up uh, o- over over seven hundred uh, around eight hundred in the first two years. But then uh, his he got the double-A Amarillo uh, in 2023, and his his first half of the season, he really he really struggled. Hit 207 with a 576 OPS in his first 63 games, so much to the point where the Diamondbacks sort of paused his season and uh, and put him on the um, the development list so that he could get some work in and and sort of figure things out. The good news with that is that he did figure it out. He he did the light bulb went off with him, and over his final um, you know 56 games of the season last night or last year, uh, he hit 322 with a 936 OPS. Uh, you know he maintained that aggressive approach at the plate. Uh, his strikeout rate was was way high. It was 26 percent. But, you know, it, it, it's almost like that, that maturity sort of kicked in in the, the second half of the season when he came back at double A. And now he's going to try and do something in spring training. He's going to try to make that jump from double A straight to, uh, you know, a, a role on that major league club. Uh, I, I just don't see it him sustaining it. I mean, he's he's still a young kid. Uh, he's what, uh, 23 years old, uh, you know, young uh, his ceiling is so high, but uh, I think it's more that that there's just not that consistency. I really don't see the the Guardians being able to to stick with him for the entire year. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there have been you know instances where a team uh, you know you know selects a Rule Five guy, really likes him, but you know doesn't have a spot for him. 
and they and they are able to go to his original team and make a deal, make a, some kind of trade, which would you know keep allow them to uh, keep the player and send him to the minors. He's, so, uh, <clears throat> God, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I guess they could do that. You know, that's a possibility. Uh, De Los Santos, my my fault. He he is he is going to be twenty on opening day. So. Uh, a 20 year old on your opening day roster. I, I just, I really just don't see it, uh, you know, being a, a good fit. Now, Manzardo, on the other hand, is a good fit, is, is somebody who, uh, sort of came on strong, uh, and after the, uh, the injury, uh, that, that sort of sidelined him for most of the 2023 season. Uh, in, in terms of his, his prospect ranking, he's, uh, what, fourth, according to Baseball America, in the Guardians top 30. Uh, he's, uh, rated by, uh, MLB pipeline is number two overall, uh, in, uh, the guardians organization. He's on, um, the, the, the top 100 list for, uh, I, I believe, um, for, uh, MLB pipeline. Uh, would he qualify for, you know, the, the potential bonuses for the rookie of the year? If, if he makes the opening day roster and, and, and plays all the way through, you know who knows, but uh, we're a long way away from that. Uh, I, I think the uh, the goal here is to get him to spring training and to see if uh, he can he can maintain that consistency that he did uh, late in the season at Columbus and uh, when he got to the Arizona Fall League and just went crazy in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, and um, it's a, that's exactly right, Joe. This is a guy that uh, what at at two different uh, two different levels at AAA last year uh hit 237 with 17 home runs 55 RBIs and then uh, went to um the Arizona Fall League and really had a, had a you know a strong made a strong impression 272 um seven doubles six home runs 19 RBIs uh in uh, tw- just 22 games so you know, we know the bat is there. He's another left-handed hitter. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested, Joe. They, I guess he can, there's, you know, he seems, uh, you know, they, they get such, uh, Cleveland does such a good job of making players versatile, but we haven't heard anything about, uh, Manzardo playing any, any other position but first base. So, uh, you know, it, it looks like, uh, you know, if he does make the club, he would have to, uh, you know, share first base with and the DH spot with uh, a Josh Naylor and uh, you know and they're both left-handed bats. Yeah, I know. So that that isn't the greatest fit. And uh, we've seen in the past where you know they they've really you know uh, you know really shied away from opening the season with a young guy that hasn't been to the big leagues yet that hasn't really experienced. You know, Cleveland's April weather, you know, they'd rather have him go to Columbus, get off to a good start and then bring him up. So we'll have to see if if that's the formula they stick with or they give uh, Manzardo a a shot. Well, you talk about that formula. How much of that formula was driven by Terry Francona over the last 11 years and how much of that might have been driven by Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff? And, and what they had wanted to do or wanted to accomplish with roster composition, with, uh, you know, uh, service time manipulation with some of these prospects. I mean, obviously, you know, Bo Naylor was a guy who, if 
if they thought he was ready at the beginning of last year, they wouldn't have kept him down as long as they did. And, uh, and certainly stuck with uh, Mike Zanino as long as they did. Uh, we don't expect to see that same sort of thing happen with Kyle Manzardo uh, this year. Do, do we, do, do we think that, you know, if, if he goes down and opens the season in Columbus and he's lights out hitting the ball all over the place uh, and, and there's a need for him at the major league level that they won't hesitate to call him up earlier than, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, buying an extra year of his service time. Yeah, I think you're right, Joe. Um, you know, they took they took their time with uh, Bo Naylor, you know, maybe one to, you know, because of, you know, to, to, manip- to manipulate the roster. But two, he also, you know, he's <clears throat> he's in that uh, catcher's position that needs, uh, you know, a little more time. Uh, and he had a lot on his plate. So, but I think at first base or DH, that's, you know, you're not dealing with the same kind of uh, animal there. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, defensively, you can work, uh, you know, every day, pregame, infield, that kind of stuff and and sort of get to where you need to be. I, I did talk to uh, Manzardo's uh, college coach, one of Manzardo, uh, Manzardo's college coaches at Washington State. And, you know, he talked about how uh, from first to second year, uh, he really sort of took to uh, defensively uh, just committing to learning the position and, and growing in that. And, you know, by the time he was a uh, sophomore and then junior, uh, he was, he didn't say he was all-star level, all-star grade, you know, defensive uh, first baseman, but he was, he was a passable first baseman. He was, he was able to to sort of get out there and, and not have to worry about him. Um, really what, what Manzardo is, is going to bring to this club is, uh, you know, just a, a consistent threat there, uh, to, to sort of back up guys like Josh Naylor and uh, and Jose Ramirez and and sort of lengthen out and fill out the middle of that lineup when he does arrive. Uh, no doubt in my mind that that he's going to get a shot at some point this season. Uh, I just I, I I really think if you're looking at the two of these guys, Davis and De Los Santos and Kyle Kyle Manzardo uh, together, uh, both competing for maybe that that same backup spot uh, behind Naylor. Uh, I would it wouldn't shock me completely if neither of them made it. Uh, I, I would I, I think that they want to keep Manzardo and at AAA to, to start the season. And, and I don't know if uh, De Los Santos is going to show them enough uh, of what they're looking for to, to earn a spot on the opening day roster. I, it, it would not surprise me one bit if neither of these guys made the opening day roster for Cleveland. If the, the Guardians had to offer De Los Santos back to. Arizona, and and he's just not a part of the uh, the future plans. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just an interesting move, you know. It's a it's a a move that they need right-handed power. This guy's a young guy. You could see him uh, developing with this team, uh, and a, a little bit of a path for him to get some playing time, Joe. If he did make the club, you know, Jose Ramirez made 30 starts at DH, which would leave, you know, obviously leave third base open. Somebody's got to play third. Um, and, you know, Tyler uh, Tyler Freeman has done it, you know, in the past. You know, they've got a bunch of guys that could play third base. But maybe, you know, if De Los Santos has the kind of camp, uh, you know, that I would imagine Cleveland is hoping he has, maybe he could uh, slip into that, into that job uh, and, you know, back up Jose and then, 
be a right-handed uh, DH slash first baseman uh, when uh, you know to uh, you know depending what what kind of pitcher the Guardians are facing. But the, the bottom line, I think we both agree that if he comes out in spring training and is you know swinging wildly and not controlling the strike zone, uh, striking out you know every other at bat, even if he hits a home run or two, uh, I, I got to believe that he's got to show them that he's more than just a, uh, you know, a three true outcomes kind of guy that, that he's got to be able to have, have had the, the light go off. And, uh, you know, the, the second half of his season last year uh, sort of gives you that hope that maybe that, that there's some potential in there for it, you know, a batting average up over 330. It, it was, you know, pretty impressive or 320. It's pretty impressive. But uh, again, that's at the double a level. This is, he, he's going to be up against the big boys in uh, in Major League Spring Training and, and Major League Exhibition games, uh, you know, throughout the, the the course of spring training. So we'll see how long he sticks. If he becomes a this is this is one of the big stories of camp is can he do enough to make the opening day roster uh, and and make the make maybe make a tough decision on a guy like a Tyler Freeman, uh, you know, if 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 that comes to pass, uh, you know, Tyler Freeman again. Uh, one of one of their more highly rated prospects over the last several years, uh, and he's you know just now getting his footing underneath him as a as a major leaguer. Uh, you, you wonder if uh, De Los Santos's ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark, you know, puts him above uh, Freeman in in the pecking order. Yeah, and you know usually uh, you know teams that keep that Rule Five guy are teams that you know are really aren't competitive. They're not you know contenders for the for the AL Central or you know for the division title for the postseason they're they more they they're more looking toward the future this is you know like a, a future piece that they want to develop that they want to keep and uh you just you know you, you just don't know how serious Cleveland is about finding a spot for this guy and keeping it keeping them you know when when I look at the other people that have played first base last season uh, for the Guardians, Joe Arias made 14 starts. Um, let's see, uh, David, David Fry made seven, uh, and uh, th- those are the those are the only two other guys that that have really that played extensively there. Yeah, so they do have options on guys who we know who are going to be on the team who can go over and play first base in a pinch, uh, you know, right-handed bats uh, as well. So you know that that also works against De Los Santos. Uh, it, it's the big question is, can he, can he hit his way onto the club? Basically that's, that's it. And, and, you know, we, we just have to get them to, to Goodyear to, to find it out how, how that's going to work out. Uh, updates, uh, coming through via subtext, uh, Hoinze and me, uh, update our, uh, our subtext subscribers daily, uh, about position battles from spring training, about, uh, signings and moves. Uh, you can join by, uh, logging on to cleveland.com slash subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, we'd love to have you join for $3.99 a month. Uh, you get uh, the ability to, to talk back and forth with Hoynes and myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we keep you updated on as much as we find out uh, when we see these guys, when we first see Kyle Manzardo, when we first see uh, Davis and De Los Santos step out on the field and, and uh, get their first swings of spring training. Uh, it's, it's only a, a few short weeks away. Hoinsey, uh, the, uh, 
the weather's uh, starting to, to trend that way and uh, the days are getting longer. Uh, starting to look forward to it. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we'll be back with you next week uh, for a whole new week of uh, talking Guardians and Major League Baseball here on Cleveland.com. Well, Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.